Has anyone seen Singing in the Rain before? It's a movie in 1952. But the story goes in the late 20s uh, where sound revolution came in and films were changed from the usual uh, at that time, which was silent films, to the talkies or talking pictures. All, uh, and all the difficulties that came with it, from the problem of recording the voice of the actors uh, without the noises of the set disturbing, to synchronizing the sound with picture and so on. All that with a comedy and musical theme. It emphasized the technological evolution that gave filmmakers uh, new tools to make uh, their films. And this is what we're going to talk about. This is TechWise Podcast, and here we talk about science and technology from different fields. So let's start. This episode topic is filmmaking. I don't think there's someone out there who hasn't seen at least one film in their life. Films are a work of visual arts uh, and a way to present ideas, stories, feelings, or atmosphere through the use of moving images. But let's back up a little bit because if, if I keep going on and on, I will not uh, shut up. Let's come to this in more of a scientific way. That's kind of our show. Film is a kind of illusion based on two optical phenomena known as the persistence of vision and phi phenomena. The persistence of vision is the, uh, re- the storing of a visual image for a short period of time in the brain after the stimulus that produced this image is removed. The phi phenomena is an illusion of uh, movement that happens when still objects are placed side by side and displayed to light rapidly one after another. Together, these two phenomena allow the sequence of still frames uh, on a film strip uh, to represent continuous movement when projected at the proper speed. From the first motion picture, which was in 1888, which is just uh, about like two seconds long, there's no dialogue, but technically it's still a movie, to the first talking picture, uh, The Jazz Dancer, in 1927, and to the first film in color, The Wizard of Oz, in 1939, the technology of film emerged mostly from developments and achievements in the fields of photography, lenses, and projection. Early photographic sequences uh, were not intentionally intended to be viewed in motion and were typically presented as a serious and even scientific method of studying movement. Let's uh, talk about cameras for a little bit. Uh, A motion picture camera uh, must be able to advance the medium rapidly enough to allow at least 16 frames per second and uh, bring each frame to a full stop to record a sharp image. The principle of operation of modern picture cameras uh, is still as much uh, as those from earlier time, although the mechanism has been uh, freed from impurities. A film is exposed behind a lens and is moved intermittently, with a shutter to stop the light while the film is moving. Uh, In the process, the film is unrolled from supply reel uh, through the intermittent to the gate where the exposure takes place, and then to the take-up reel. 
cameras uh, became digital with advancement in electronics, uh, which are unlike film camera. Digital cameras do not have film, uh, sometimes lack a viewfinder. Viewfinder is just a component used to allow the photographer to see the area that will be included in the photograph. These are replaced within, within liquid crystal display, LCD. At the core of a digital camera is a semiconductor, which measures light intensity and color transmitted through the camera lenses. When light strikes the individual light receptors uh, or pixels uh, on the semiconductor, uh, an electronic current is induced and translated into digital uh, binary digits to store within the flash memory. An important part in any camera, uh, either film or digital, uh, are the lenses. Lenses have gone through a continuous evolution in the last half century for both still and motion picture photography. The two major objectives has been to focus probably all the color of the image at the film plane uh, and to focus portions of beam coming from different portions of the lens, the center or the edge, at the same point on the film. Both objectives requires uh, solutions for uh, large lenses and uh, wider. In order to solve these problems, lenses have been made more with more and more components. Also, new types of glass have been discovered and developed to give better acromotic performance. The popularity of motion pictures inspired many inventors to seek a method of reproducing accompanying sound. Inventors uh, needed to overcome several, several problems uh, before sound can be accepted. There was the technological difficulty of matching sound and visual in such a way that everyone in the audience could hear. In other words, the problems were synchronization and amplification. For the, for the amplification problem, uh, Lee de Frost in 1907 invented the Audion, which is an amplifying vacuum tube, provided the basis in the early 20s for a feasible amplifier that produced an undistorted sound for sufficient loudness. Next came the problem of synchronizing the sound with the picture. A major difficulty turned out to be the securing of constant speed in both the recorder and reproducer. Even after these inventions, uh, sound presented a host of problems. The early sound cameras and equipments were big and noisy and had to be kept in their own soundproof room called a blimp. I'm not kidding. And it took a while for someone to figure out uh, that you could move the microphone around by placing it at the end of a stick, called a boom, just above the range of the camera. So every early sound film tended to be very static because actors had to speak to a static mic. The development of sound technology in the first years of talking pictures focused on two areas. One involved the development of equipment that uh, the sound could be recorded more cleanly at the time of shooting. For example, blimped cameras, uh, those had uh, sound blimp uh, to reduce uh, sounds such as shutter clicks in motors on the motion picture cameras and directional microphones uh, that can pick up sound from a specific area in microphone booms and quieter lights. The other technologies involved the ability to add, edit, and mix sound separately from the time the picture was recorded. Today, we take color photography for granted. Taking pictures in full natural light is so easy that we don't pause to consider how it came all about. 
Yet the search for a cheap and simple process of color photography followed a long and difficult quest, with many wrong turns and dead ends. Color was first edited to black and white movies through hand coloring, tinting and toning. By 1906, the principle of coloring separation was used to produce so-called natural color, moving images, with the British uh, kinema color process, uh, which was photographing and projecting or projecting a black and white film behind an alternating green and white, uh, green and red filters. It was primarily used for documentary films. The early technicolor processes in 1950. Uh, onwards were uh, cumbersome and expensive, and color was not used more widely until the introduction of three-color process in 1932, which is a process that uses the fact that any color can be reproduced combining the three primary colors. It was used for films such as Gone with the Wind and The Wizard of Oz in 1939, uh, in the past 20 years, uh, film production has been profoundly altered by the impact of rapidly improving digital technology. Uh, most uh, productions are now shot on digital forms uh, with subsequent processes such as editing and special effects. Uh, cinema has invested in digital projection facilities capable of producing screen images that rival the sharpness, detail, and brightness of traditional film projection. The development of motion pictures complexity has been driven by a continuous technological evolution, which has offered filmmakers uh, the opportunity to practice a more complex craft to tell more complex stories. This evolution has been uh, driven the development of distinct styles, movements and methods that would have been impossible without increasing uh, tools. Even though this evolution has empowered filmmakers by offering more diverse catalogs of tools, technologies, uh, it's the filmmaker's ability to effectively use this, this technology within a temporal and social context that truly drives cinematic quality. This technology only serves as another option for filmmakers to choose and not precondition of modern quality. Uh, thank you uh, for listening and have a good evening.